ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It's time to discuss things. Well, it's fascinating this week with Angela coming from New Zealand. Good morning to you. Good morning. I feel guilty now because we thought we were having a heat wave on our side of the ditch, but listening to those temperatures, it puts it all into perspective because we had headlines this week warning of extreme heat in the North Island with temperatures tipped to reach 31 degrees. Oh, please. With a warning please. to keep children and pets and the elderly indoors. 31 so degrees. there you go. And I tell you what, yesterday the temperature peaked at 33 degrees Ooh. in Christchurch. Ooh. So they all lost their minds there. <laughs> and yesterday down here in the deep south of Dunedin, it was a roasting 26 degrees, at least for about <laughs> half an hour until it started to rain. 26. So, we put our anoraks on if it's 26 degrees here. Honest, I feel terrible. It's back down to 20 <laughs> degrees today here right. in Dunedin, and then it's tipped to be another scorcher tomorrow, at least 25 degrees. You know what I did yesterday? What? I went and bought a wetsuit, and I can't believe I'm saying this because my children love to go to the beach no matter what the weather. So there we were yesterday, and although it was 26 degrees, I can confirm (laughs) that the water temperature (laughs) down in the deep south of Dunedin is nowhere (laughs) near 26 (laughs) degrees, and the Australian me just could not stick the cold water, so then I went and bought a wetsuit. So we're back to the beach today. Can I? Can I with suggest my wetsuit? Yes, with so your wetsuit, paddle in knee deep water with them. Yeah, can I suggest it's not a hypothermia. not a great idea to go swimming in Dunedin? I know how cold that'd be. Goodness me, even in the summer, it's very. <laughs> and they don't seem to mind it. The children down here, I guess it's just what you're used they to. They don't feel, but you'll always see a few hale and hearty mm. locals <laughs> that plunge. Into the icy waters, and they seem to. It must be a very good wake up. In the oh, morning. it'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> wake you up. <laughs> but I just fondly remember my days of living at Bondi Beach, where the water there was almost like a a tepid bath, Tim, on a hot summer's day. You'd almost be wishing for the water to be a well, little cooler. But be can, careful what you wish exactly. for. Exactly. Can I tell you, I used to be, and this is a long time ago, Angela, a member of the Bondi Icebergs. Now, this <gasps> this group of gentlemen, uh, I think some of the ladies used to do it too. So I think it was on the 1st of June, maybe the 30th of June. Anyway, middle of winter, they go up to the baths, which is now a very posh restaurant, uh, the Icebergs, and they throw dry ice into the pool, Goodness into the sea pool, <laughs> and then go for a swim. <laughs> I know, lunatic. It's just mad. I need it. You could do that for free all year. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't need the dry ice. That's right. Now, I love your stories this week because there was an Australian accused of shoplifting in New Zealand, and we all thought, oh, well, there's a naughty Australian visiting New Zealand doing the wrong thing. Well, blow me down. You've had a politician do it, allegedly. Oh, my goodness me. Allegedly. Mm. My goodness. You know that period, you know, summer when – 
parliaments, not sitting in all major political parties. Just think this mm. is great. We can all go off on holidays. There's no political scandals to worry about. We'll just have a nice, easy month off yeah. until parliament resumes again. And then unfortunately, if a story does happen, then it becomes huge news. Well, that's what's happened here in New Zealand this week. This was not on anyone's bingo card for 2024 if you were a political watcher here in New Zealand, <laughs> a very high-profile Greens MP. Her name is Goldriesga Harman. She has been accused of shoplifting from a very high-end clothing store in Auckland. Now, Goldriesga is a human rights lawyer. She mm. is a former refugee. Oh, she served as the Green Party spokesperson for, in an irony not lost on anyone for justice, trade and foreign affairs, among other topics. Mm. She's been stood down from those roles, Tim, while the party investigates the allegations. Oh, now, the sure. allegations, yeah. they still are allegations at this stage. Mm -hmm. She has not mm -hmm. been charged. Yep. But the allegation is that two days before Christmas, she stands accused of shoplifting from this very fancy boutique in Auckland. It's called Scotty's Boutique. And the allegation has been referred by the store to police who confirmed yesterday they are now investigating. Uh -huh. Now, the MP in question has not spoken publicly about the allegations. It emerged late yesterday afternoon here in New Zealand. She has left the country so she is not in New Zealand. Her whereabouts are unknown. She is overseas. So that's all we know about that. Now, the fascinating thing, I think this has got a lot of people so interested. The boutique in question is so fancy. Like yeah. T-shirts sell there for five, six, seven hundred dollars Oh, my God. The dresses God. there are five to $7,000, very designer, very exclusive stuff. As someone pointed out yesterday, it's not a good look at all even for a Greens MP to perhaps be shopping in such a fancy boutique mm. in the first place mm. because you need a lot of money to buy a paper bag from that store. So there are a lot of questions that remain unanswered. On a very serious note, yeah. setting aside the allegations, which in themselves are serious, I don't think a political commentator in New Zealand, I think everyone would agree in New Zealand, it would be very hard for her to come back from this scandal, certainly if she is mm. charged in particular. But the optics, and we're fond of using that word in political watching circles, yeah, the optics yeah. of this don't look good because she's been already stripped by her party of all her, her portfolios. She has gone overseas. There's been one thing that's missing in all of this, Tim, which has been an outright denial from mm. her or her camp, and she has not come out and said, I completely refute these allegations. It's clearly a misunderstanding. So there's all that going on. On another point as well, she was a very high-profile member of the Greens Party here in New Zealand, very popular, particularly amongst urban, younger voters yeah. as well. Yeah. This is a really big blow for the Greens Party that didn't do as well at the last election as they would have liked to have hoped. Hmm. And an MP like this draws a lot of people in, gets a lot of 
headlines here in New Zealand often for good reasons. So something like this mm. is a big deal on lots of levels, but in particular for the Greens Party as a whole. This is something okay. they don't mm. need, particularly this time of year where there's not a lot of other things going on politics-wise. So yeah, yeah. all focus is now on this story, and we still don't know where she is. All we know is she is overseas somewhere. We don't know when she will return to New Zealand either to face these exactly. allegations. Yeah, something for her to deal with. Now, we've seen this story. I'm sure most of my listeners, I've seen it. Uh, chaos in the Deep South. Goodness me, sea lion <gasps> breeding season. They're, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. Look, they were at the beach yesterday. When I was of course they were. Children. Why not? I've already said, I'll go swimming with you boys, but if I face a New Zealand sea lion in the water, I am getting out of there. Sharks I can deal with, jellyfish I can deal with. I'm not facing a New Zealand sea lion. So this is an incredible story. They are the world's rarest sea lion. And they had been driven off the mainland of New Zealand for more than a century due to hunting and the fur trade that we did so many terrible things to them way back then. But it was in 1993 that these wonderful Creatures return to New Zealand and specifically to Dunedin. So one female sea lion just arrived out of nowhere one day. She stayed. She started having pups. Fast forward to 2024. Dunedin is now home to a small but thriving population of New Zealand sea lions. They keep having pups, which is lovely, Tim, which is wonderful. Mm. So we have about... 70 adults or so that live here full time now, which is great. But sea lions (laughs) are two things. They're very, very big. They're also not afraid of humans either. And they've become well-known around Dunedin for making themselves at home in and around the city. So they will do naughty things like set up their home base (laughs) in public golf courses Mm -hmm or in people's front yards or backyards. They're starting to wander close to shops. They sleep by the side of the road. So that's usually okay. But this year, the breeding season for these sea lions has coincided with summer holidays. And animal researchers down here in Dunedin, they call it chaos in a very good way, but it still is chaos down looks here. It. Yeah, there looks are so it. Yeah. many of these sea oh, lions yeah. wandering about, and it is a warning to all tourists yeah. now on a serious note. If you do come to New Zealand, particularly the South Island, if you do see any of these animals, they're very, very big. You can tell them apart from seals because they're a lot bigger. They're mm. lighter in colour and mm. they have bigger front flippers so they walk on land Mm. sort of on all fours rather than dragging themselves along on their bellies like seals do to please stay away from them and give them their space particularly if they have pups because mama sea lions can be very understandably territorial and a little bit cranky yeah, wake them during the day you don't want to be picking a fight with the sea lions road closures the council will close roads down here in Dunedin if there's a sea lion sleeping anywhere near it, which is kind of lovely to see the signs up. They come to there in Carries Bay where I live in Dunedin. We have a local pub. Often there's one sea lion that will wander into the beer garden and (laughs) fall asleep in the vegetable (laughs) patch there. So you have to 
sort of pick uh, up your beers and move away from the seat uh, yeah, behind yes. and give them a bit of space. Give which it is space. Lovely. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. We, I saw the, the story on uh, on television news. It was remarkable. Now, there's gold being discovered, but oh, it took an Aussie to find it for you. Honest. Well, I want to know who keeps the profits. Now, well, a good question. Because it is an Australian company now, like. Australia. New Zealand had a gold rush way back when in the 1800s. It's why Dunedin is Dunedin because it was gold that was discovered down here and the city was built around it. And we thought our gold rush days were over in New Zealand. But an Australian mining company, we had to leave it to the Aussies, reckon they have discovered the biggest gold field, the biggest gold discovery in New Zealand for decades in a project near, it's in a place near Cromwell, which is right. in central Otago, sort of in the Queenstown region. So this company, this mining company, is saying it's a very significant single gold discovery, the biggest in more than four decades here. These figures don't mean Goodness. much to me, but they are saying they estimate the yield of this particular gold mine would be between 100,000 and 150 thousand ounces of gold each year and that's about a minimum of 325 million dollars a year under current gold pricing so they still need to file the resource consent now to actually mine it Mm. if all goes according to plan they will first have an open cut mine to try and extract the gold it's under a sheep farm at the moment that's very cool yeah it's very, very cool. So we could have Gold Rush Mark too. There still are a few very small active gold mines sort of scattered around New Zealand at the moment, but this will be the first big one in many, many years. And it's got lots of people excited here in New Zealand, obviously because of mm. the dollar figure that they will extract from the mine, but also things like jobs for the local industry here yeah, as well. Yeah. Everyone's very excited That's about gross. this. If they can get it out, which it looks like from what they're saying, it shouldn't be too hard to extract because they'll be able to do it through an open-cut mine. Well, you know, we'll share the profits. Anzac, we'll share the profits. Anzac, after I know, all. Why are we letting the Aussies come, hey, come on, come and on. do the mining? But you are obviously the experts in it. Obviously. So fortune favours the brave. <laughs> this mining company has come over and has done probably lots and lots of work to try and Beautiful. figure out where Beautiful. all these gold deposits are. So okay. good luck to them. Good luck so. to all of them. Lovely. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Tim. Okay. Angela coming. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.